0: you on blog talk radio and on soundcloud as well welcome to the abc podcast where i take water dating and i just about it for your entertainment if you want to call in the number is area code 563-999-3596 area code 563-999-3596 so today today's my last day of working work before so i take a couple of weeks off where i'll just be down for the count because, again, tomorrow, tomorrow morning I'm having a minor operation. So I'll be out for two weeks while I'm recovering. In that two weeks, I'll be, I'll be doing a show every day. Not every day, but, like, I'll do my daily podcast. And then on the weekends I'll do the two-hour Saturday thing. Sunday I'll take the day off, you know, for religion and football, things like that. And then I'll be right back at it on Monday. So let's see if in this two weeks, Coming, because I've been doing so many shows that I run out of things to talk about. If I run out of things to talk about, then I know I'm not cut out for podcasting. If I don't run out of things to talk about, then cool, right? Then I know that I'm, I know I'm I'm getting kind of good at this. So that's a thing. Today is kind of a, it's kind of a down day. Like I'm, I know, I know, I know there wasn't a show yesterday. I'm sorry, I had to do, I had to do um, blood work yesterday for the operation tomorrow. So, and I didn't say that. I should have told you guys that on my, you know, my Saturday podcast. I should have told you that and I absolutely forgot about it. Yeah. So I had to do blood work. So I couldn't, I couldn't do the show because it conflicted with the schedule and everything. So apologize for that. I promise I'll be more, I'll be more attentive to the smaller details uh, going forward. So yeah, that's, that's what happened today again. Kind of a slower day. It's nice. I'm going to do the, well, I should do the Wednesday thing on Tuesday because I'm not going – I don't think – no, I'm not going to do a show tomorrow. There's not going to be a show tomorrow. I'm going to come back on Sunday. I mean, on Thursday. So I'm going to come back on Thursday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the Wednesday thing where I do, do I read articles and stuff about dating and hear opinions, read opinions and stuff about dating. I usually, do that, I usually do that on Wednesdays. I'm going to do that today since tomorrow I'm going to be off and I'll be back on Thursday. And I found one from CNN Health. And let's see, this one's called, let's see here, if I can, oh, let me move this out of the way. There we go. So this one's called, what is toxic breadcrumbing? thing I have to say is I don't know why they are coming up with all these terms for things that people do breadcrumbing uh ghosting um just different just different things it's going to be as i read some as i read through these articles you're going to notice a trend that they give, they take a basic sometimes they take basic human behaviors and then give it a name and turn it into something toxic so again this what is toxic breadcrumbing i've i've never heard of this before um i guess there's something called puppy dogging when they're you know You act like they're, like, leading somebody by a leash or something. Not literally, but, like, stringing somebody along. And it's weird. They just have different names for different things. But anyway, what is toxic breadcrumbing? Experts share signs on how to address it. So let's get into this. CNN. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. never mind. (laughs) I'm not even going to say what it is. I I call it chicken noodle news. That's just what it is. CNN. CNN. They love me. They love me not. Who wrote this, by the way? Oh, uh, Kristen Rogers, CNN. So, no, of course, a woman. Gotta go through. Let's, you know what? I'm going to go to her Twitter real quick. And let's go to Kristen Rogers' Twitter real quick. And, oh, wait, hold on. Can I, can I, or I can't, can I? Ern, why not? Okay, let's see. Um, Oh, they want me to sign in. No, I'm not going to sign into Twitter right now. Why? Because I haven't signed into Twitter for so long that I have forgotten my password. So that's a thing. Let's see. Phone, email, username, password. No, we're not going to do that right now. So forget it. Um, Or... No, never mind. they we we're wasting too much time. Let's go into this. CNN. They love me. They love me not. The phrase sounds like an innocent children's game, but for some people looking for a serious relation in the modern dating scene, a potential partner's wavering commitment is a painful experience that can leave them torn between feeling hopeful and hopeless. Right out of the gate, it sounds like they um. Right out of the gate, it sounds like they're trying to make a victim class out of somebody who who's receiving sporadic attention sporadic attention is something that's been done since humans existed mm. on this planet because one person just can't give their full attention to everybody so there's going to be somebody that's like kind of left out in the clouds and they'll they'll get sporadic attention and that's fine it sounds like this girl chris Kristen Rogers doesn't understand that and she wants to make a victim class out of these people. So let's see. These days, the harmful behavior popularly known as breadcrumbing, erratic acts of attention that don't really result in anything the victim may consider meaningful, says Dewey Gu Balan, a psychotherapist specializing in trauma attention, a trauma and attachment wounding in the San Francisco Bay Area. So you already know where the politics lie there. Uh, Breadcrumbing refers to a form of manipulation, whether intentional or not, involving one person feigning interest and acting as though they feel sincerely interested and invested in a relationship with another person when they are not. Now, I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure where they're going with this because... I don't think it's so much. Maybe in some cases they feign interest in a relationship, and I don't. You know, I'm, I'm not discounting that possibility. I'm really not. Hang on, I'm trying to grab something real quick because my I just realized my computer's is unplugged. It's running on my battery, and sooner or later my battery's going to start dying, and I don't want that to happen during this show. So I'm just going to plug this in, and you're going to hear the notice of the being plugged in yeah. and so okay cool there it is now okay cool perfect plugged in so anyway let's let's move on because i already see where this is going oh i really shouldn't make these adjustments show because it just chews up time and only half an hour uh Dr. Monica let's see breadcrumbing refers to a form of manipulation whether intentional or not, involving one person feigning interest and in acting as though they feel sincerely interested in a investing relationship with another person whether they're not. Oh, there's also three le- three levels of this. Um oh no there aren't three levels of this. But it just sounds like there it just sounds like a third piece of a pie. Like there's there's this breadcrumbing and it's where people I guess they say because I don't know I, in my opinion or in my in my vision there's a difference between not being able to give somebody the attention that they want because just because your attention is so scattered. And you only have 100% of your attention to give, to dedicate to anything, right? Not just any person, anything. So if you're heavy on a project and you have to dedicate 80% of your attention to your project, then other than humanity as a whole would only have to, you have to divide 20% of your attention to humanity as a whole. I mean, this is just basic mathematics, right? If you have, if you have a baby Right. If you have a new baby and that baby requires 75 percent of your attention, then you have only 25 percent of your attention to dedicate to other things like your job and other people and you know everything else that's going on in the world. This is just basic mathematics. So I don't know why I don't know why people have such an issue understanding this, but. Let's see. Those who intentionally act in misleading ways may do so for attention, validation and control, and I don't I don't doubt that's that's the case. However, in other cases I think it's just people just don't have that level of attention, especially those who suffer from ADHD or um or short attention span syndrome, right? Because that's a, that's a thing too. Those who intentionally act in misleading ways may do so for attention, validation or control or to get the fun parts of a relationship without having a commitment. Bringing a person along keeps someone else from keeps someone from looking elsewhere for a more stable, reliable, real connection and real hopeful They remain hopeful and focus on them. That is not true. That's not true. And here's CNN, they they're they're lying now. Again, CNN is known for lying. This isn't true. How do I know it's not how do I know it's not true? Because humans have this husky thing that are that is ingrained within in them called free will right and even if you even if you even if you're not a christian the the bible says humans are born with free will this is why eve was tempted and ate the fruit from adam even though god himself who created eve told her not to right because humans have free will ultimately it's like angels in heaven have free will this is why Satan and his minions got kicked out of heaven because they, they exercise free will and tried to take over heaven, and God kicked them out. Humans, everything has free everything on this planet. Every, every living sentient being on this planet, on this planet, from humans all the way down to ants, have free will. An ant can wander away from wander away from its from its colony and go exploring, even though it's in its best interest not to, lose is why it doesn't. It's not because it's programmed, it's because it chooses not to wander away from its colony because it knows it's an ant and it'll get eaten. So, And again, ants have no cognitive processes, but instinctually ants will never run away from the colony, wander away from the colony. They lose their empathic link and they're just screwed at that point. So they're never going to go, they're never going to stray too far from the empathic link. So there's that. So I don't know where they get off saying that if you string somebody along, it keeps them from seeking somebody else. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because if somebody's stringing somebody along, then hell yeah, they're going to go look for something else that's more fulfilling, right? It's human. It's basic human cognitive cognition and behavior. They act like. These people act like humans are under some kind of a spell. Like if, never mind. Let's keep going. Break crumbing can happen in a, in familial relationships and the workplace. The workplace. How does that happen? In, how does that work? Like seriously, Break crumbing in the workplace. It, I don't get that. Uh, but it's most common in a romantic context, Well, I said especially with the rise of online dating where it's much easier for people to offer brief spurts of connection and affection with a quick call text or like on a post. So people, I don't get this because people, people aren't online 24, I'm I'm not doubting some people are online 24 hours a day because there are those people out there that just don't do anything else, but just online things. But for the rest of normal humanity, we have things like jobs and hobbies and things that we do like, like going out and seeing sunshine and playing in rain and going to see what a park looks like or going to see what a car looks like. We like normal people do these things. I'm not saying that again, I'm not saying that there aren't a subset of people who spend their life inside the house, online, on a computer from their waking morning until they go back to sleep at night. I'm not doubting there aren't those people, but like I said, the normal normal person Wants to go out and like smell what air smells like, see what fresh air smells like, or they want to go and see what a park looks like, or what birds in the sky look like. So again, just because we're not on line to cater to somebody's insecurities twenty four hours a day, doesn't mean we're quote unquote breadcrumbing. It just means that we're doing things like I don't get where I don't get what they act like. People they act like we have to sit there and cater to somebody's every insecurity, and this is what is starting. This is where this is where I think this is starting to go. This is, the narrative is the narrative is winding down that road. So let's see let's see what happens. Um, why breadcrumbing works to keep someone in the perpetrator's corner is based on the psychology the psychology principle of intermittent reinforcement which drives the addictive cycle and success of gambling behavior with a slot machine. Every so often there's a little winning, so you keep playing in the hopes of achieving that again. That's what's called gambling addiction. And that, that actually, no, that's the concept that drives gambling addiction. Now, if you, and this is the legit talking here. If you find somebody that, he, he or she, because we're talking to men and women here, if you find somebody that you're talking to and he or she is so dependent on you that every little every little text that they get, especially if you're not dating. I can understand if you're dating or you're married or something or you're some kind of relationship because my girlfriend, I, you know, I look forward to a text from my girlfriend. And, you know, just when she texts me, it's nice. So it, it, it picks me up a little bit. When I text her, it's nice. It picks her up a little bit. But if you're not dating them, if you just know them like from online or casually or something or from some dating application, and you texting them means so much to them that it fuels their it feels their high a la gambling addict that's a person you do not need to mess with that's a person you need to leave alone post haste You need to run from that as far as far away as possible because that is indicative of a larger psychological problem and This is something that I don't think CNN Health here is going to address. They just want to make victim classes out of these psychologically impaired people. But let's see. Regardless of why someone breadcrumbs impact can be extremely, can be incredibly harmful, especially if it lasts years, experts said. Again, only to the psychologically impaired. Um, Here's how to recognize when you're being breadcrumbs. One, on the hook and on the shelf. In the workplace, you might be experiencing breadcrumbing if the supervisor's high praise and vague promises of advancement never materialize, Romani said. No, that's not breadcrumbing. That's actually called brass rings. And if you go to YouTube and you search it, CM Punk says something to Triple H about brass rings that wasn't exactly a shoot. I think it was more of a work than a shoot. He told, He said something about the WWE and brass rings that is rampant in the wrestling world, like it doesn't matter what promotion you are if you're in a major promotion or a local promotion. The brass ring is a thing um the brass ring is not so much about keeping you on a hook it's It's more about giving you a sense of house hope for advancement or or a promotion or or um some kind of benefit instead of just a relationship because it sounds like. You can't really apply things in the dating world to things in the workplace. This is how like harassment and shit happens. Mm-hmm. But what he's talking about in the workplace, breadcrumbing in the workplace is not breadcrumbing. Is breadcrumbing seems to be like interpersonal and romantic. Professional breadcrumbing is actually called brass rings. So that does not be that does not belong in this particular article. Let's see. Um, in context, you may oh, let's see. A person may even seem, hmm, where did I, where is, well, I'm hooking on the shelf. Oh, duh. A friend may feign interest in connection without any interest of getting together, traveling, or engaging in real genuine friendship, and in reality only call you when they need something from you. She added, oh, that's everybody. Everybody does that. Like, I don't know, not everybody, but like. Most people will only call you if they need something and they my family accuses me of that and I am kinda of guilty. But um, like but even in my own family though, our family philosophy, which it's weird because like we don't share our family's close, but the philosophy in my family, which doesn't run in a lot of other families, I would say most other families, which makes our family kind of unique in on this planet, is that if we don't call, then everything is okay. If I receive a call from my sister, I'm worried. If I receive a call from my brother, I'm worrying. If I receive a call from my mom, I'm worrying. Why? Because they call. They call with bad. If they call just because they have to tell me that I have that I have to go back to California because something bad has happened. So, you know. So I'm hesitant. Even I'm hesitant to call my family to, just to say hi because when I call, that means hey, come to Washington because something is going on. You know, something bad is going on in you know in my world so again I, that's kind of an uh, that's kind of an unspoken understanding that runs in my family. It's not because we breadcrumb each other. It's just that mm-hmm. that's just how we have it worked out historically in the family um let's say your friend may fa into some connection with you, know, getting together traveling or engaging in real genuine friendship but in reality, only call you when they need something well, often in these relationships, targets feels used and not a real priority to the abuser. No, I don't think that's. No, I don't think that's it. I think that because again, in order to get you, in order to feel used, you have to be used. And if you feel used without being used, that's indicative of a larger psychological issue. And if you find somebody that thinks like this, run from them. In romantic context, you may receive texts, poems, playlists, compliments, online content about shared interests, or long flirtatious or heartfelt messages. And the person may even seem thoughtful, they're appearing out of the woodwork and asking, "Are your brothers?" No, I think that's just called being, being nice, being a human, being, you know, being decent. But these communications dwindle as they usually do because, again, when, when you first meet somebody, right? It's it's cold and it's exciting. But as time goes on, and you realize that maybe there's not as much in common as you had thought or as you had hoped, or maybe. Time goes on, and you get busier, and they get busier, whatever, and then the communications dwindle that way, so it's not always breadcrumbing. Let's see, they continue intermittently, plans to go on dates or commit to one another, fall through or something happens, though, it's just called losing interest without breadcrumbing. Let's see, when they do so, the victims often doing the planning. Again, if that's the case, larger psychological issue. Some seasoned breadcrumbers, Romani added, may be vague about where they are and what they do and feel unattainable. But should the target but should the target of the breadcrumber express dissatisfaction and a desire to move on, often the breadcrumber suddenly becomes highly interested as a means, of course, of keeping the target on the hook, only to eventually place them back on the shelf. That's not bread well that's that's classic narcissist behavior. I mean this is keep it real, right? It's classic narcissist behavior and Again, if they want to give that a name, then fine, whatever. But, again, it's indicative of a larger toxic relationship. And if you find somebody like this, then run from them as far as you can. Let's see. Sabrina Carpenter and Barry. And this is another thing I want to talk about. Let's go back to this triangle because it's kind of on my mind. Um, there's a the thing. Okay. So there's bread crumbing, right? And narcissists are good with bread crumbing. This is saying bread crumbing was a thing. Um, there's bread crumbing. Let's look at it at the top of the triangle. There's an atom there, and there are two anime concepts. One is called Sundere, right? Sundere is the name, a Japanese name given to somebody who literally doesn't act like you exist. But in their heart longs for you, right? Longs for you and longs for your love. Yet outwardly they don't—they don't pretend like you exist. That's tsundere, right? And the other point in this triangle is called yandere, which is fatal attraction on steroids. Which is, I long for you. I can't have you. Then I will just murder you and anybody else who gets close to you. That's—that's that's yandere. So, you know, breadcrumbing, which is sporadic, content, sporadic communications and things like that. And again, I guess they say when somebody starts acting like they lose interest, then they, they they kick it up in a high gear to bring them back into the loop. Then there's Sunday, then there's yonder, and you have to figure out, I guess, where you are in that spectrum, you know. So that's it. Another triangle that I want to kind of talk about and. Ladies, this is pointed at you. I want to I want to know what is it that you literally want out of out of dating? Because again, women and the triangle I'm going to talk about here, so women women want three things. Men want three things. And the difference is men can have three things in one wo- in a woman ladies what you're asking for like the things men asking for you can find all in one woman ladies what you're asking for is literally impossible not literally impossible but it's very 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 hard and i'm going to explain why so the triangle that i'm talking about ladies is this picture triangle you have on one point you have available which is a man's talking less to less than 10 women, less than five women Help. A man's not talking to any other woman, but you, he can focus his attention on you. That's what I mean by available. So that's at the tone. On one side, you have wealthy or rich. And rich is he makes over 100 grand a year. On the other point is um, handsome. So he's good looking, he's tall, right? Now, pick two. You can only take one side of this triangle. From one point from point A to point B, you can't go to point C. So what is it you want? Because if you want him to be available and you won't, if you want him to be available and you want him to be wealthy, he's not going to be handsome. That's just it. So take that out of the table. If you want him to be handsome and you want him to be available, well, he won't be wealthy, right? Why? Because women have already taken those off the table. So forget about wealthy. You see where I'm going with this? If you want him to be handsome and you want him to be wealthy, he is not going to be available. He's going to be talking to all kinds of other women. So again, women, take that triangle and pick one side. You can you have those three things, and you can pick two out of three. Now, whichever two you pick is on you. But again, you need to realize that you can like a man, and you can you can. Probably in certain instances, apply this to what men want because again, men want the three I want fit, friendly, and feminine, right? And a lot of times, and a lot of times you can find that you can find that in women, but it's it's more. The chances are higher of men finding it in women, women finding it in men, because of because of what I've been saying since I started this show, since I turned the show to romance: is women, you're fifty point four percent of the population; men, you're forty nine point six. So it's not a great disparity, but the disparity is enough to be a substantial disadvantage to women. So again, men have a higher chance of finding all three things in one woman than a woman has a chance tr- of finding all their three things in one man. So again, men, sometimes it's applicable. You can find somebody fit and friendly, but they won't be feminine. You can find somebody feminine, and friendly, and won't be fit, or you find somebody fit and feminine, and won't be friendly, but Chances are, chances are high, real high, that you will find a woman that's fit, friendly, and feminine. Women, you have a lower chance of finding somebody that's handsome, handsome, wealthy, and available. So pick two and stick with it. Pick two. Pick two would be happy. So this is all I'm saying. Hey, I'm not. This is not me trashing on women. This is me saying that this is me trying to improve your odds of finding somebody or improving your improving your dating pool. Because again, you're demanding too much. And speaking of demands, why is it? And again, maybe I'm just ranting here, but why is it that women are allowed to have all these all these demands, and men, when men have demands, all of a sudden they're incels, they're misogynists, they hate women and things, they're 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 jerks and they're chauvinists. I'll give you an example. Women can have all kinds of opinions on a man's height. They're not going to date anybody under, um, they're not going to date anybody short. They're not going to date, you know, short, bald, fat men. They're not going to date men that are broke. They're not going to date men who have small penises. They're not going to date men who are liberal. They're not going to date men who are conservative or the, the big one is I'm not going to date a Trump supporter or. or so women, women can say that, and all of this—that's cool. All that's cool. That's women. That's women's preference, right? And again, if that's your preference, that's your preference. But when men say, "Well, we don't want a woman with a high body count. We don't want a woman with a high BMI. We don't want a woman who who's a single mom. We don't want somebody who's been divorced," all of a sudden, that's a, that's misogynistic. He's hating women you need to take women as they are and again if you if you want to hear my spiel about women who say that men need to take them as they are and they don't need to improve go back to my show about AI because again I'm going to I'm going to hammer this AI thing till into the ground until women finally get it but check out this yeah just check out the AI thing but women how come is it why is it that Anytime you have demands is great. But if a man has demands, he's a misogynist, he's a jerk, he's a chauvinist. I do not I do not understand this. So if you have if you have an opinion or an answer. And again I'm gonna I'm going to make a new Facebook page. I'm gonna take the two down that I have because it's becoming unmanageable and just going to one page because like literally I'm not running for office anytime soon anymore. So I'm just gonna go back to my page and I'm gonna but come to my Facebook and leave me a message or just leave a message on the Blog Talk Radio p- page or something or something. Send me an email because a lot of you send me emails. So send me an email Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E at jramseyabc.com Just send me an email and just explain it to me how, how why it is that women are allowed to have preferences and men just aren't. When women have preferences, it's awesome. When men have preferences, they're misogynists. And I get it, double standard, quite stipulated. But I really want to know the sociological reason why. I want to know the sociological basis for why that is the case. I'm not, expect, I'm not expecting any any responses for that. Again, modern women, men. I'm not saying that AI is the answer. but if times you get tired of? think with modern women and their double standards and their ver- and their virtue signaling and their constant victimhood status, just, despite the fact that they're the biggest perpetrators of, of psychological and sociological nonos, then you know you might want to give it a look, you know. But yeah. Oh, and I still have to go back and edit that one show. I'll I'll, I'll do that though. Let's see, dear Dr. Coleman, how my dad's dating a woman my age and I don't want to meet her. Wow, doctor. let's see, Maria Shriver, right? Maria Shriver's Sunday paper by Joshua Coleman. Dear doctor, let's see, my parents got divorced about five years ago. While I wasn't happy with it, I was out of the house and maintained a good relationship with both of them. My mother had no desire to date, but my father started dating fairly soon after they split. No, that's not the case. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what the let me tell you, let me tell you what the case is because I rarely have come across a situation where two people got divorced and a one person just completely fell off of dating. I've never seen that. Usually, both people are back are back on the market. Now, again, like I said in one of my previous shows, the man has an easier time than the woman dating. Why? Because a man, even after marriage, even after divorce. And rebuild his assets because he's not losing his job. He's not losing. So he can, he can gain all that stuff back. Usually he comes back stronger, right? And if the woman takes his BMW, he's coming back and buying a Mercedes. Like, this is it, right? If he loses a Mercedes, he's coming back, he's buying a Bentley. So, again, men will get their assets back. Women will not. Why? Because their assets are in their looks and in their fertility. That's where a woman's assets lie. Now people say, "Oh, well, women have jobs and they have their money." Yeah, this is true. They have their look, they have their jobs, and they have their money. However, a man has a job and a money too. So, with, when a woman brings has that to bring to the table, the man already has that. It's like it's like bringing sand to the beach at that point. So, a woman has all a woman has is, and at the risk of sounding like misogynist, I will say that all women are bringing to the dating table is their looks. And their youth, their looks, and their fertility. And after marriage, because marriage usually, the average marriage lasts about 10 years before divorce. So if they get married at like 25, now they're 35, usually squeeze out a couple of kids. The woman no longer has that youth because she's 10 years removed from 25. Even 25, you can kind of say, is the beginning of the end of youth. 30 is usually signals the end of youthfulness, right? The woman's already 35. She's five years she's five years, maybe less away from the wall. So the, she has that against her, whereas the man, will, she may take half of what he has, but she can rebuild that. A woman, the only way a woman can rebuild her youth is by plastic surgery, and plastic surgery more often than not goes very awry. So, again, it's not a thing of where she, where if your mom isn't interested on. I will bet the a part of my anatomy that she's interested in dating. However, she is not having an easy easy time. She's not having an easy go with it. She's not. That's just, And that's just it. So her father started dating. No, well, the father found a stable. The father found a relationship. Why? Because men, act, men control access to relationships. So he already got back into another relationship. She, the mom can't. She just can She may have five people to sleep with, but a relationship, eh-eh. Uh-uh. Not, not at that point. Let's see. I'm fine with both of them getting on with their lives. With my new partner My father's new fiance is the same age as me, thirty one. Of course, why? Because, and I could, I could have told you, I could have told you that. I told you that at the beginning to the spiel. He found somebody younger. Why? Because the younger women, younger women love love older men, despite what they say. Um, they say, oh, we don't like older men because they're pervy and creepy. The only pervy, creepy older men, older men are the broke ones. Your father has assets. Your father has wealth. I'm going to I'm tell you this right now. Just from what you're saying, your father has wealth. Your mom didn't. Your, mom, what, your mom's assets came from what she was able to take from your father, but your father rebuilt. He found somebody that was 31 because the 31-year-old saw that your father being, I don't know, in um guessing in his mid to late 50s, has everything that she is looking for financially. He's financially stable. He's got assets. He's He's making dividends from his assets. He's making—he's probably making six figures between his job and his investments, probably in a probably somewhere around two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. This is why he got somebody that's thirty-one years old. And if it held out a little longer, he probably would have gotten somebody that was about twenty-four, twenty-five. But he found this thirty-one-year-old, and he—he he was satisfied with that. Yeah, he's big. I'm sure he's nice. She's nice. But I have no desire to meet her, and it's affecting my relationship with my dad. Um, Dude. Okay, hold on. Let me read the response. I'm going to read the paper's response or the article's response, and I'm going to give you my response. So let's see. Dear reader, it's always a little complicated when a parent starts dating after divorce, and it is certainly not unusual to feel conflicted about a parent dating someone closer to your age, especially someone who's the same gender as you. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Right? Doesn't say oh it doesn't say anything about she doesn't say anything about her what gender, so I'm not really sure where they got that from. But let's see. Yeah. But okay, if that's the assumption, that's the assumption. Sure. Um but it can be helpful to drill down into what specifically bothers you about the situation. For example, do you worry that your mother will feel more diminished by comparison to your father's fiance by youth and beauty? And yes, that is absolutely what that's absolutely the case, but let's keep going. Uh, Daughters can feel especially loyal to their mothers, and having your dad date someone much younger than he is might make you feel more protective of your mom. Given that, uh, do you feel like your mom would think that you're being disloyal to her by tolerating, liking, or even being close to your dad's significant other? A a lot of times that's the case, but let's, let's move on. Does her age make her seem more like a bigger rival for your dad's interest or affection than if he was with someone much older? If that that smacks of another psychological thing, um, when edifice complex hits women. Um, you gender flip edifice complex. But let's just let's keep going. Don't do you judge your father for wanting do you judge your father for wanting someone who's not his age or close to it, as though he's desperately trying to recapture his youth? Uh, do you worry that your dad's your is more likely to take advantage of him than someone who's older and perhaps more established? Finally while most people try to avoid thinking about the sex lives of their parents, this woman's age may make such imagery even harder to put out of your mind, and that may be working against her. Any anyway, all of these concerns are normal and not surprising. The issue is how it's impacting your relationship with your dad. You said that you had a good relationship with him prior to his starting to date, but you haven't seen him since and have no desire to. While it's unlikely that talking to your dad about your feelings will or should change his mind, you might feel better getting it all out on the table and letting him know your objections your objections and concerns. You should prep the conversation by saying something like, I'm sure you've noticed I've been much less available to get together or even talk with you since you started dating, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I'm glad you found somebody and I really want you to be happy. On the other hand, I'm really starting to struggle with the fact that she's the same age as I am. I think it would be helpful if I could tell you how I feel about it and have you just listen and not respond or try to defend yourself. Does that work for you? In an affectionate and non-judgmental way, go through all of the things that concern you. Hopefully your father has the skills to empathize with you or address your concerns. If there are specific questions you have about his fiance, this would be a good time to ask him. If he gets defensive, remind him that the purpose of the sit down is for him to simply listen, learn, and be open to what you have to say. It's not unusual for children of divorce to have very mixed emotions about the person that their parents starts to date or fall in love with, regardless of their age. A parent's dating heralds a new era not only for them but for the adult child who has more fully that's has more fully borne the loss of the family they want to do. Those emotions are completely understandable, and perhaps you need a little more time to make sense of it all, but at some point you have to move forward. You said you were you said that you were close with your dad before you started dating, so I'm sure it's not in your best interest to sacrifice your relationship with him on the altar of those emotions, however compelling and understandable they are. Since you've met, since you haven't met your father's fiance, you try to be open-minded about who she is or what positive she brings to your dad's life. You might really like her, even if, and even if you don't, it's his decision who to love. Okay, that's their response, and there's some good, there's some good sprinkle with some bad in that. My response now. My response is, if you're, and it really depends on what the girls. Name. She didn't say her age. Now, if this girl's a teenager, right? Well, let's see. Hang on. Let's see. Well, I wasn't happy with it. I was, I was out of the house and maintained a good relationship with both of them. So she, as being a teenager, I was gonna say she because I was going to say she's a teenager. Um, you got to kind of step back and let things and let things progress, right? Because again, you're a teenager. You really don't. As being dependent on one parent or the other, you don't really have a say. This woman because she said she was out of the house already. I'm gonna assume she's the whole girl, and she said, and even she said she's thirty one so again thirty one years old or thirty years old or maybe thirty two I don't know, but the fiance's age is close to hers. that's what she said, and so she the problem is my fiance is the new same is the same age as me thirty one so I'm gonna say she's thirty we're gonna say she's thirty one of being 31 years old, again, step off. Like you have, you literally have no say in who your father dates. Now I get it. You don't like, you may not like your fiance because he's 31. Let me ask you something. Are you holding her up to you? Are you holding this fiance and looks and, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. Are you jealous because the fiance was able to sag your man and you're still single? because 9 times out of 10 that is the problem. And this comes from and again, they're divorced. I would not be surprised. And I'm I'm just being real here. The article didn't the article didn't mention it. They dance around a lot of things, and I'm going to go through a lot of things they dance around, but they don't hit they don't hit the target. The target is this. Lady, are you jealous that this 31-year-old was able to snag your dad who has who has all these things going for him? And you're still single. You're having a problem finding that. I mean, let's get it out on the table, right? You, you, this article talks about getting stuff out on the table. Let's put it out on the table. What is it specifically that you don't like about this woman? Because you never met her. You never met her. Once your dad started dating him, you stopped talking to her. So you never met the fiance. So, again, you're being judgmental. Why are you being judgmental? That's 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 the question. I'm willing to bet that it's because you're upset. You're upset because you see this 31-year-old woman getting somebody who has assets and you can't. And generally it's because your mom is poisoned, which is why, which is why she got divorced and the poison filtered down to you as she raised you over the years. That happens. That happens more often than you think, which is why, in a situation where there's generational, where there's generational affliction of single motherhood, those women, the women that are produced from that are some of the most toxic women on the face of the planet. This is why American black women, black women are the least desired of any of any other group in dating it because black women, American black women are, they are known now, again, not every black woman. I'm not saying that, but in general, Black women have gone through generations of single motherhood and that toxicity spills and it spills and it spills and it spills and it infects and it affects a group of black women. And this is why nobody wants to deal with them because of that whole toxicity. Again, this is, this is something that's perpetrated from woman to woman to woman to woman. It's it's handed down. It's a it's 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 a um I don't want to say hereditary, but again. You pass it down to your generation. You pass toxicity toxicity down to your generations. And if there's nobody to put a check on that, then that's fine. But it sounds like, for what it sounds like, your dad divorced your mom because of her toxicity. How do I know that? Because the toxicity comes through in you. The toxicity comes through from where it comes through. It manifests in you in the fact that you don't want to meet your dad's fiance, even though she's making him happy that you feel this sense of competition with her. So what you need to do, this is my advice to this person, what this would be my advice to this person if I sat down to talk to her. What you need to do is step off, examine why, examine your own feelings of competition with her, leave your mother out of this, and examine the toxicity that has been that has been manifest or not manifesting but um that has been instilled in you. Learn to st- learn to let that go and then be happy for your father that he found somebody instead of feeling some, feeling some sort of competition with somebody who you see, who you perceive as a threat, even though you never met them. That would be my advice. Now, let's go through this article. Let's see. Uh, dear Reader, it's always a little complicated when a parent starts dating after divorce. It can be. It was, it was for my daughter. I'll tell you that. But my daughter my daughter eventually started coming around. I mean, she thought and again a lot of it has to do with her mom and her mom because finally after five years of being divorced is finally starting to get her mind right. Except she's making some mistakes, which whatever. But um so my daughter has finally stopped stopped being the teenager about this. But yes, it is complicated when when parents start start dating after the after the divorce. The problem is when parents start dating when a parent starts dating after divorce, the problem is not from the kids. Let me let me repeat that. The problem does not come from the kids. The problem comes from the other parent and what the other parent tells the kids about the parent that's dating. So do do with that what you want. And again, this is where a lot of toxicity this is where a lot of the toxicity is handed down from women to their daughters. Because nine times out of ten it is the woman, it is the ex wife who has the most negative things to say about the man after the divorce. You never find I wouldn't say you never find it, but it's very, 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 very rare to find a man who would trash his who would trash his ex wife after a divorce. Most of the talking, most of the um most of the woof woof woofing comes from the comes from the ex wife, not the ex husband. So Kids, when kids are exposed to that level of toxicity, is usually because of the ex-wife, it's usually because of the uh, of the mom, not because of the dad. So there's that there's that as well. Let's see, especially someone who's the same gender as you, they can be helpful to drill down specifically what bothers you about the situation. I think I cracked that code better than this um, better than this article did. For example, do you worry that your mother will feel more diminished by comparison to your father's fiance's youth and beauty? That is absolutely the case the mom absolutely feels more diminished because that 31-year-old has something that this woman probably being in her mid-50s now, worst case scenario, 40, mid-40s, mid-40s to mid-50s, used to have that she used to be able to leverage but can't anymore. So that's where the competition, that's where the, that's where the competition comes from. That's where the sense of competition comes from. That's where the jealousy comes from is the fact that she has something that the ex-wife no longer has. And like and the ex wife can no longer wield no longer wield for their benefit. So that's that's most of the reason why ex wives go around trashing the ex husband's new girlfriend. Let's see. Um daughters can feel especially loyal to their mothers. Yeah, they can feel loyal to their dads too. So mm-hmm. let's drop that. And having your dad date someone much younger than he is might make you feel more protective of your mom. I don't see that. What I, I don't see that Happening, what I see is um mom's mom's talking mom's talking crap, and it's it, the daughter internalizes that and now it's manifesting in the fact that she doesn't like his she doesn't like his girlfriend. I mean, if you're divorced and you're going through this, tell me I'm wrong. Given that, do you feel like your mom would think that you're being disloyal to her by tolerating, liking, or even being close to your dad's significant other? Yes, because the mom remember the mom doesn't like the new girlfriend because the new girlfriend has something that the mom used to have that she used to wield for her benefit but can no longer and she sees this woman as a as an outward manifestation of that that being the case hell yeah she's going to think that the daughter's being disloyal to her because it's remember with women it's all about me it's all about my feelings and so if the mom feels that if the daughter gets close to because remember People of the same age have a lot of things in common, and they usually, you know, they usually grift usually grip together. But the mom seeing the inherent threat in that is because she's so, because she's such a toxic woman, she's holding her daughter back from doing that by emotional manipulation, and that's where this comes in. Let's see, does her age make her seem more like a bigger rival for your dad's interest and affection than if he was with somebody much older? The only way I can see that is if um, is if her mom talks shit about her age. But then again, the daughter has a chance of internalizing that too. So That's a very dangerous game to play. Let's see. Do you judge your father for wanting somebody who's not his age or close to it as though he's desperately trying to recapture his youth? No, that's not the problem. Because why is that not the problem? Because, again, younger women seek out older men because of finances. And of stability. Older men seek out younger women because of fertility. This is this has been the case since humans have been on the planet. This this is what drives this is what drove a lot of um, arranged marriages in the past during feudalism and even now during caste systems, where arranged marriages are still being done. This both are the d- d- dynamics at play, and this is the, di- the dynamics at play in modern dating where women are looking for men with six figures and are getting passed up because they're too old to because they're too old to date these women these men who are have who are making six figure incomes are looking at these younger women because the younger women have the youth the beauty and fertility that's just it 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 has nothing to do with the man trying to recapture his youth as a matter of fact. If you talk to if you talk to men again nine nine times out of ten nine men out of ten would say they don't want to be they don't want to recapture their youth why because they didn't have anything and because they didn't have anything their dating life sucked now that they have their now that they have their resources and they have their assets and stuff like that and their lives are set and they're content with what they have and what they're making they're happier now being older than they ever were being being that twenty twenty five year old man. So nine men out of nine men out of ten would say you you can keep it. I'm happy where I am now. So that's it. Do you worry about your dad's fiance? Do you worry that your dad's fiance is more likely to take advantage of him than someone who is older and perhaps more established? Okay, let's let's discuss this. And I might take the rest of this hour discussing this point. Now, and I only got six minutes. I may go. You know, I think I'm going to do some overtime just to discuss this point. Now, and if I don't get to any other part of this article, let me discuss this because this here is pure gynocentric bullshit. Now, do you worry that your best fiance is more likely to take advantage of him? You know what? And I'm getting tired. This was one. This is one thing that my one argument that I'm really getting tired of. It was because just because a man picks an older woman, or I mean, a man picks a younger woman. Or a younger woman picks an older man. It has nothing to do with taking advantage of anybody. I hear woman after woman after woman saying, "Well, he just wants her because she's young and she's stupid." Like what? How are you? How are you going to judge somebody like that? You say you're, oh, I'm all for women's rights, and then on, on one t- once I t- see you speak with forked tongue. On one fork t- you say you're, you're about women's rights, on the second fork t- you're jealous because they're younger than you, and you say that because they're so young they don't know anything, which is why older men go for them. You speak with forked tongue. That's number one. Number two, if um, taking advantage of a man a man can't take advantage a woman can't take a man advantage of a man who without his permission, let me just say that. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt said, said something to the effect of somebody can't make you feel some kind of way without your permission, right? Humans have free will. So if a man if a woman's taking advantage of a man it's because she has the man's permission to do so. Whether implicitly or explicitly, she has permission to do so. Why? Because if a man gets tired of it, he's gonna leave her. Just like this man left her mother. Now you say do you worry that your dad's is more likely to take advantage of him than someone who's older and more established. Establishment among women has nothing to do with has nothing to do with the success of a relationship. If your mother was established and establishment did have something to do with the relationship, they would not be divorced. They would be together to this day. Establishment has nothing to do with it. It's it's purity, it's purity, youth, beauty, and fertility, right? And when I say purity, people say when I say purity, I'm not talking about sexual purity, all right? Um, because we understand the 31-year-old, they have a few bodies. Some have more than others, but most 31-year-olds, most 31-year-olds, have have a few bodies under their belts. So we're not talking about sexual purity. When I talk about purity, is not no no toxicity. So again, you found somebody that was young. She's pretty. She's fertile. She's still fertile, and she's probably not toxic. Which, again, if you go back to if you go back to my show when I talk about AI, and I said these AI people are everything that you're not, ladies. They're they're everything that you're not, especially if you're of the ilk the says that. A man needs to accept you the way you are, and if he doesn't, it's because he's a misogynist. And then he turns to AI, and you see the AI. He can build a woman that's everything that you're not. This is a, this is it. This is the This is a this is one of the manifestations of that. He takes somebody that was everything that this woman was not, which is why I'm not gonna say he divorced, which is why he divorced me because it makes it, it sound like he divorced this woman for this girl, which is probably which is not the case. Doesn't sound like it's the case, but he divorced this woman, and then found a, and then found a girl, found a woman, another woman that was everything that his ex-wife was not. So that's it. It has nothing to do with whether she was established or anything, because even the most established women are so toxic. As no, I say, especially the more established women are so toxic now because they've been infected with masculine energy, and that's all that they exude. That there's little like. A, a man who has options like this literally has no choice but to get rid of her and get something new because he has options and he wants to be happy. So that's that. Um, I'm going to go because again, uh, two minutes left in this hour. I guess I didn't go into overtime for that, but I just wanted to hit that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to forego the rest of the article, but that is my feeling on that. And again, it's just I go on these rants because I go on those rants because. There's just so many things that I just get tired of hearing. So that's and I when I get when I hear something I get tired of hearing I have to speak out on it. Thanks for listening. There's not going to be a show tomorrow. I'm going to be back on Thursday. Um, I'll probably still be a little bit groggy from the um, from the anesthesia or whatever. Forgive what I say on Thursday, mm-hmm. but um, hopefully I'll be I'll be over it enough to um over it enough to think somewhat clearly so looking forward to that this saturday is going to be another two-hour special where i go through more plenty of fish uh, profiles Uh you can always subscribe to my youtube i don't even have a youtube uh you can subscribe to me actually on tiktok i don't have any videos i may not post videos i don't know but if you want to subscribe subscribe to me the best place to catch me is on Facebook and Truth Social. But it really any social media platform that you're on, um, I try to post to as many things as I can, but again, my I only have so many so much attention to dedicated to things and so I have so many I have so many social media apps that I just they're just some that I just don't log into. Like um let's see, what's that other one? I log into Rumble, I log into Truth. Uh, I forget all those other ones. I don't do I don't log into Telegram even though I'm there. And I forgot the other one that. But I have like four or five social medias and I only use like three of them. four or three. So but if you're on social media, look me up. I'm at J ABC. If I'm there, then I'm there. I'm also on Act Form Lean on his Twitter. But um again I I forgot my password so I probably won't be logging in until I remember it. But the best place to catch me is on Facebook. That's where I do most of my posting. That and True Social. So follow me there at J Ramsey ABC, um, or you can look up Jesse Ramsey on Facebook. If you want to follow my personal page, my personal profile, then I'm the one with the picture of Donald Trump. Um, if you want to follow my pages, my pages are there too, even though they will probably come down. So that's that. Thanks for listening. Oh, one last thing. Um, one last thing. I'm going to, you know, no, 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 Let me, let me hold off on that because I do have, a, I do have an announcement, but um, let me work out some more, some more of the details. And then um, once I work out more of the details, then I'll roll it out. So, I'm going to, yeah. So we're going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to this just a little bit longer. I'm going to hold on to this announcement a little bit longer. Let me work out a couple more of the details just to make sure everything is everything is everything, and then, um, and then I'll roll it out to you guys. So just hang on to that. Put a pin in that, and then I will. And I promise. In the coming days, after I work out all the fine details, then I'll roll it out to you guys. So that's that's that. Hang on, and. Oh jeez. Okay, cool, done. I'm ABC. I'm out. Bye. make the world, they'll go out and make the world, dating world a better place.